Speaking of the NFL, Jerry Reisman, Pride of Detroit Lions, NFL insider. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. Uh, Lions yesterday took us for another crazy ride. This team has not been perfect the last four weeks, but they found a way to win three out of four games. I do, from the comments from Campbell today and after the game, I, I sense, not doubt, but can this team get back to the level they were playing earlier in the year? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I, I Like you said just, just now, you know, it's kind of a week-to-week league. Sometimes, um, you know, you can turn things around in a hurry. Sometimes you can look like a, a really bad team after looking like one of the best in the previous weeks. But, I, you know, it, it's fair to say that the Lions, at least on the defensive side of the ball, have been on a, a downward trajectory for a couple weeks going now. I do think they bounced back a little bit against the Saints. Um, obviously, that first half was actually really, really good. Um, but a lot of that goodwill goes away when uh, you let the Saints back into that game. And so um, I, I don't sense any sort of panic in Detroit. I, I, I certainly think they think they're going to get the, the ship righted. And I think with the offense typically playing as good as it does, you know, regularly scoring 30 points, um, you have to imagine they're going to continue to at least be in a game in each game week to week. And, and I know, you know, when you're talking playoffs, when you're talking about potential, you know, home field advantage in the playoffs and things like that, you want more than just being able to be in a game. You want to blow out some of these teams that probably aren't going to be playoff teams. But um, in the end, this, this team is nine and three and that they're taking care of business in the end. And so it's hard to feel too bad about that. Yeah. Nine and three. If the playoffs are starting this weekend, Eagles would still have the overall number one seed. Packers, the seventh seed would be at the Niners. Vikings would be at the Lions and Cowboys at the Falcons at Eagles-Cowboys game will be interesting coming up this weekend. And thing I really liked yesterday about the Lions, you could tell they had fresh legs. That was the big visual from the Packers-Thanksgiving Day game and Irvin and just some pressure beyond Hutchinson trying to fight through a double team. Uh, that stood out to me. And I look at golf, made some top-shelf penthouse NFL QB throws to not let the Saints get back in at the end. Yeah, no, and that's kind of been a running theme this year. I was just kind of thinking about it this today. Um, you know, when this team needs to put the, the game away, the offense has done a really good job doing that, of, of keeping the ball out of the, the other team's hands, whether it was, you know, that Chargers game where they go for it on fourth down and, and, and don't let Justin Herbert back on the field. Um, whether it was, you know, you go back to week four against Green Bay, it, was kind of, it kind of played out like the Saints game where you jump out to a big lead that the Packers came back and, and, and almost threatened to win that game. And then the Lions offense went on like a six minute drive in that game. And so then you go to this Sunday, um, you know, it, there's there's what four minutes left when they they get the ball left and they convert a couple big third downs on offense. Um, Dan Campbell had the opportunity to run 40 seconds off the clock, could have given the ball back to the Saints with a minute left, and instead dialed up a a, a pass play, a little bit of a risk play. But I, I think he knew at that time he trusted his offense a little bit more than his defense, and the offense you know lived up to the billing there. And so that is something they've been able to do consistently, and I think it's probably a big reason why this team is nine and three. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit, talking Lions NFL here on the Huge Show across Michigan. JMO and I, I DVR'd that game, and I went back and watched how three Saints had the angle on him coming forward, and he hit a gear. <laughs> he had a gear that only Tyreek Tyreek Hill has in the NFL right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, what they clock them in at 20, 20 something miles per hour, uh, <laughs> running according to next gen stats, which is just kind of insane to think about from a from a human being perspective. But yeah, I mean, that's every week he he seems to be flashing more and more. And and I know some Lions fans are probably frustrated at this point that he only had two touches in that game. But um, if he's going to turn you know half of them into touchdowns, it's hard to be. Uh, too upset about that. But yeah, I think, you know, whether it's in the run game, whether it's some of these crossing routes, the deep shots, um, he, he's someone that defenses are going to have to account for whether the ball's coming his way or not. And so even that alone, I think, is a, is a pretty significant weapon to, to open up other players like, say, Sam Laporta uh, to, to, you know, have space up open over the middle of the field. Um, and yeah, that's just having a guy that, that can be that big of a threat. Is, uh, is, is such a huge weapon to someone like Ben Johnson. I know they're battling injury problems uh, up front. It seems that's been a common theme uh, the entire season. But I do wonder, uh, can, Goff, can Goff get the ball deep enough to J-Mo to utilize him as the weapon he could be? I, that, that's still a part of me where I'm not sure. And part of it is, you know Goff, when he's under pressure, he, he's a bailout, check-down guy. Sure. And and we'll wait and see on the Ragnow injury, which, by the way, what is the latest? What are you hearing on Ragnow? Yeah, um, we, we heard from Dan today, and, he, you know, it sounded like they were concerned initially that it was going to be kind of a long-term serious injury. And, and since then, it sounds like they've gotten mostly good news. But but Dan did say at his press conference today that that doesn't mean that he's going to play this week. And, and if he's saying something like that this early in the week, I would imagine that, that Frank is probably going to miss a game or two. But it sounds like this isn't a long-term thing. It, it doesn't sound like this is something where you can expect him to be out for the rest of the year, go on IR, things like that. But I would assume he probably misses a game or two um, based on, on what I'm hearing. And so, um, yeah, that, that'll be a challenge to, to protection a little bit. Um, obviously, Graham Glasgow has filled in very well at center, but I think the problem then is who fills in for Glasgow at right guard. And Colby Thorsell has kind of struggled in that a little bit. Um, their other options haven't been very good either, but to get it back to JMO, yeah, I think I think it's a fair question to ask about whether he can have that kind of deep ball chemistry with, with Jared Goff because we just haven't seen it consistently yet, right? Um, I think they've been trying to work in some of the little shorter stuff because they haven't just been on the same page that. And, and listen, throwing a deep ball to someone who can run 20, 21, 22 miles per hour can't be an easy thing. And it's something that probably takes a lot of uh, adjustment to, but it's also not exactly Jared Goff's biggest strength either. He's more of a kind of medium range accuracy guy than, than a deep ball. So um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if that ever kind of develops that chemistry. Cause it has been a little bit now, but um, yeah, I think there's, there's warranted skepticism there. You mentioned that right now could miss a couple of games. It's not as bad as first feared. You're looking at the schedule. You're looking at the reality of positioning right now in the NFC that yeah. the Eagles are Niners, unless there's a collapse, one of those two are one and the other one's two lions yeah. just want to maintain that three so they avoid the Cowboys or Eagles. Whoever comes in is that wild card out of the NFC East. And I think you have, when you look at the Bears, it, even the Broncos, decent defense uh, for yeah. the Broncos, had a shot to beat the Texans but lost. Uh, those are winnable games uh, from Sunday to six days later on that flex Saturday night game. You still get Minnesota at home to end the regular season. You go to the Vikings, who are struggling at quarterback, and obviously the big one at the Cowboys. As I said in my opening huge opinion today, Jeremy, I find it hard to believe this team could do any worse than 12-5 and five to finish. Yeah, I mean, you, you certainly hope so. Um, and, and that would be 
you know, plenty, I would say, to, in fact, I think 12 wins pretty much clinches uh, the NFC North, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because um, the best the, the, the best the Packers and the Vikings can be is 11-6 and six, um, where they're at right now. So if they can get to 12-5, to 12-5, that's, that's ideal. That's, you know, going 3-2 and two down the stretch. Um, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't guarantee all of that, right? You know, they struggled with the bears at home. So I don't think this week is by any means a gimme. And, and you mentioned that the Broncos are pretty, they're playing good football right now, regardless of whether they lost this week or not. And those Viking teams feel like toss up games as well. And then there's the big bad Dallas Cowboys waiting in, uh, in Arlington, uh, later in the month. So, um, you know, the, I, I wouldn't say all these are 50, 50 games, but I think the lines are going to have to play better than maybe they are right now to get to that three and two mark. Um, of course, at the same time, are the Packers going to win out? Are the Vikings going to win out? Seems unlikely. Um, although the Packers do have a very favorable schedule ahead and coming off a, a big emotional win against the chiefs. You never really know. Um, but you know, truth be told, like they're in a really good position right now. I think it's, it's important to kind of reiterate that. Um, it seems like, I'm with you. I think I think the Lions are barreling towards that three seed. I don't think they're going to lose. I don't think they're going to drop a seed to the NFC South winner, in particularly because they have the the, uh, the tiebreakers overall. And they, they swept the NFC South this year. Um, so as long as they they don't have a, a a big collapse here, you know, a one and four finish, or you know, I, I think they probably still win the division if the two and three finish. Um, I think I think they're going to win their first division in 30 years. By the way, uh, the Twitter talk that Bobby LaFleur, one of the refs who may be related to Matt LaFleur, not calling that pass interference late in the game. Uh, That was a gift. And the Packers schedule is winnable uh, to win out, but the Lions are three up in the loss column right now in the Packers and the Vikings. And that's pretty cool sitting at nine and three. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. Follow them on Twitter, online, Facebook, and more. Lions NFL insider always. Uh, delivers great opinions. My man, thank you so much.